0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to On Deck, the PC gaming podcast. This is episode 51. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. SteamOS 3.4 is here, but not without its issues. Valve has started shipping Steam decks into four new countries, and I've got an M.2 drive that you're going to want to check out on your Steam deck. And We're going to go dungeon diving with a game that's currently in alpha. And then finally, we're going to talk about the Steam Winter Sale. If all of that sounds good, let's get started. Okay, let's start off with what's on deck. And the game that I have put the most time into this week is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. I played this game a lot. It's really good. It's addictive, and I can't stop playing it. If you missed my review, make sure that you check that out. But for a long story short, I am loving this game, and I can't wait to get back to it. It is a full-on action combat Final Fantasy game that lets you delve deeper into the world of Midgar and Final Fantasy 7 and get a little more backstory on some of the characters that you interact with in the main game. I also have Final Fantasy VII Remake on my PS Five, and I kind of want to pick it up for my deck as well. It's currently on sale for forty three percent off. We'll talk about sales later on in the show. I I am having trouble deciding whether or not to pull the trigger on that, though. The game is awesome and it plays really well on my uh, on my uh, PS Five. I know it's not going to play that well on my Steam Deck, but I am having such a good time on the Steam Deck with Crisis Core. Anyway. Let's move on to patch notes. SteamOS 3.4 is here for everybody who's on the stable channel. I've had SteamOS 3.4 for a while now because I run on the preview channel. Uh, Well, now they've taken all of the stuff that they've been cooking in the preview channel and beta channels and they pushed it to the stable channel. Now, one of the advantages of staying on the stable channel is that most of the time, everything just works. You don't have to worry about big bugs breaking. And Valve recently talked in an interview over at The Verge about how they were going to slow down stable patches to once a month because they didn't want to break anything. Well, (laughs) they broke something in this patch. Um, Luckily, Valve found their mistake right away and they put out a fix. But what happened is if you go into the desktop mode, and you install third-party stuff, and you install it to your SD card, there is a certain path that gets you to that SD card. And Valve changed the path to that SD card, which means anything that you had installed to that SD card that was from the third party, it didn't know that it was still there. It couldn't find it. And so everything's just stopped working. Things like EmuDeck. Well, like I said, Valve put out a fix, so it should not be an issue for you, but here's the tweet from Pierre Lou He said, we've seen feedback on the 3.4 SD card mount path breaking pre-existing non-Steam shortcuts. We'll roll back the change to USB auto mounting from 3.4 and d- d- defer it until 3.5 in the new year to give some time to adjust to the new standard path. So we can expect... That when we get 3.5 next year, the devs for projects like Mu Deck and maybe like Heroic Launcher, they're going to need to be ready for this. But it makes me wonder why Valve is making this change at all. Anyway, moving on to the actual pack, uh, actual patch. There is tons of fixes, and I don't want to talk about all of the fixes. I'll talk about some of them. What I really want to talk about are the biggest changes to SteamOS and why why they are important. Number one is the option to allow for screen tearing. The way it works now is if you hit the quick access button, you'll see a little toggle that will allow screen tearing. You will not often see people say that they want screen tearing, but what this can do is lower input latency. Basically, the most simple terms Uh, In order to avoid screen tearing, sometimes the Steam Deck will hold back a frame, and that means that you don't get the screen tearing, but that also means that the input latency is increased. And by allowing those frames to be sent as soon as they're ready, instead of waiting to avoid screen tearing, it lowers the input latency. Now, one advantage of the Steam Deck is that its actual display is not a 1280 by 800 display. It's an 800 by 1280 display display turned on its side. And if you don't really know what the difference is there, it shows which direction that the pixels are being drawn. On a normal screen, pixels get drawn side to side. On this screen, pixels are getting drawn up and down. And that means that you are much less likely to notice screen tearing. It's not going to be nearly as noticeable when you're playing because of the way that the pixels are being drawn. So Having this added in, A, yes, there will be screen tearing, but because of the way the orientation of the Steam Deck screen, it's not going to be super noticeable, and you're going to get better latency, this seems like a win-win-win for me. I'm willing to put up with a little bit of screen tearing right at home go to pretty and use code spotify for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, let's move on to Performance HUD. If you don't know the Performance HUD, you hold on the or you hit the quick access menu. It pops it up. You go down to the little battery thing and you say, show me the performance overlay. If you go to level one, it shows you your um, your frames per second. You go to level two, you see more stuff. Level three, you see more stuff. All the way up to level five, you see lots of stuff, a huge thing covering up a bunch of your game. Well, HUD level two is now a horizontal display, which does not cover up nearly as much as your, of your game as the old version. That means that you can keep an eye on your battery, your GPU, your CPU, your RAM, and your frame rate up on the top of your screen without really covering up much of your game it's a really handy tool for figuring out where issues are coming from and for the most part i've just taken to leaving it on all the time it's really handy and i think that uh once you get have it on your screen you're just going to leave it there because it's not too distracting anyway moving on to number three the Echo Cancel Sync bug. If you don't know what this is, it's really irritating. It's been an intermittent issue since the very beginning where you would try and change the volume of the Steam Deck and the system wouldn't respond. And instead of showing the controls for volume, it would say Echo Cancel Sync. It was frustrating to say the least but it was also really inconsistent, and so you could never really figure out how to deal with it. Well, it's fixed, so we shouldn't be seeing that anymore if you've been on the st- if you're if you've been staying on the stable channel. Number four, they updated the firmware for the official dock so that it fixed an issue with HDMI 2.0 displays not working. I don't know if that's going to fix the issues that I've had with my dock, but. Every once in a while I go to turn on my Steam Deck. And I don't know if it's because I have like capture cards and stuff, but I'll turn on my Steam Deck when it's docked and my capture card won't respond. And so I'll have to like unhook it and hook it back up and then it works. So hopefully this is now fixed and I'm never going to see that issue again. But there you go. There you have it. All right. And lastly. The Probably the most important, depending on who you are. Like, if you really like desktop mode, this last one is going to be very important to you. Valve updated to a newer version of KDE Plasma. That's their desktop environment. Basically, think like the UI that you see when you use Linux. Like, not the gaming mode. I'm talking about desktop mode. This now gives the uh, people the ability to see all of the open windows and virtual desktops it adds touch touch screen gestures as well as up to date widgets and new wallpapers and a bunch of other stuff i really don't go into desktop mode on the on the steam deck very much so while i'm sure that in here there's a lot of really big changes they just don't affect me or what's probably more accurate is i'm not aware how great they are yet What, if any, of these changes are most important to you? Let me know. And of course, I'm going to leave a link in the description, which will uh, take you to all of the patch notes so that you can see all of that stuff. Speaking of beta channels and patch notes, uh, on the beta channel, they added the ability to search for controller layouts. This is in place of the Your Other Games tab from the original Big Picture Mode interface. And it also allows you to search through the results shown that are on other tabs. I hope that this is a hint of things to come with making it easier for us to find good layouts for the Steam Deck or even the Steam Controller or heck, even third-party controllers just finding good layouts for Steam input because while it's awesome that you can share The UI for finding other people's stuff is just too cluttered. And I like that you can now search. All right, let's move on to the news. Last week, Valve announced that Komodo, their official partner in Asian markets, including Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, and Taiwan, has started shipping Steam Decks. And over on Komodo's website, they're saying that any orders that took place before December 1st will be delivered by the end of the year. That sounds awesome. But... But there's a wrinkle. Typically, in Japan, PC gaming isn't super widespread. The Steam Deck has a chance to change that, but only if they get off on the right foot. It seems like Valve is stumbling out of the starting blocks. Let's take a look at this post from Reddit that shows that the company responsible for supplying Steam Decks over to this region, which is Komodo, uh, they currently are unable to service Steam Decks because they don't have everything up and running yet. This is the screenshot that was posted to the subreddit. It seems like your device might have a known issue that would require repair, yet unfortunately repair services are not currently available to Komodo customers. If you face any other issue, please let us know. We will be glad to assist you with anything we can. Now here we are at the end of December, and it seems like Komodo won't be able to start servicing Steam Decks until mid-January. Now, there's two questions. Is it a big deal? No, I don't think so. It's not really all that long. It's a couple of weeks away before they can start servicing them. But second question, is it a good look? Absolutely not. I know that if I received a Steam Deck and it needed work and the company that sold it to me told me that they couldn't do anything to fix it, I would be pretty frustrated. And it would be really hard to take that company seriously anymore especially for such an expensive device. So hopefully Valve can work with their partners in other regions to make sure somebody who has a defective Steam Deck can get that device serviced or repaired or RMA'd. It's definitely a temporary problem, but honestly what they should have done here is just delayed shipping until they had repair centers up and running. You know that these things are not all 100% going to show up and work on the first day. I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to talk about this because it's not necessarily about video games. It's more about video game culture. And in the past, Valve has been pretty hands-off with what you can and can't put on their store. If you look at the console stores, they're definitely, they definitely have more rigorous guidelines about what, will, what they will sell on their stores. But just about anybody can make a game and get it on Steam. On one hand, this is great because it turns Steam into the beacon of indie titles, but it also means you can get some pretty terrible things. And I'm not just saying bad games, but things that you would kind of wish wouldn't exist. You know what I mean? The same can also be said for the way that users interact on Steam. Of course, you can say that about the entire friggin' internet, but Valve, kind of lets people do whatever they want and they essentially let users police bad behavior by blocking each other. Well, the Senate is asking Valve as well as other uh, platform holders about what their plans are for dealing with pro-Nazi content on their platforms. Here's the quote. A significant presence of users displaying and espousing neo-Nazi extremes, racial supremacist, misogynistic and other hateful, hateful sentiments the exposure to explicit, unambiguous, and pervasive symbols, visuals, words, and phrases associated with racial supremacy, neo-Nazism, anti-Semitism, gender-based violence, or harassment, homophobia, or other hateful or har- harmful ideologies restricts and inhibits many users from participating in communities free of harassing, abusive, and threatening behavior. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't game with randoms because there are too many racist, horrible people in the randoms that will just constantly shout awful things into the microphone. So most of the time, I won't play with somebody unless I actually know them. I've seen a whole lot of people say that they don't like the idea of the government coming in and telling Valve what to do, but let's be fair, that's not what's happening here. They're simply asking, what are you going to do about this? Which leads to the question, what should they do about this? I think that Valve should bring back moderation. With millions of users, that is a tall order, but... What they could do is what Microsoft has been doing. Microsoft has been working on AI moderation in order to get rid of horrible things before they show up. It certainly isn't perfect, but it's better than giving a platform to horrible people. I think that Valve should do something like this, but also set up a team of people to deal with appeals and things like that. I, for one, like to play games without dealing with Nazis and racists. What do you think Valve should do? Feel free to let me know in the comments, unless you're a Nazi. In which case, kindly don't answer. I don't care what you think. Okay, let's move on to something a little less uh, real. And that is that Saberint is releasing a one terabyte M.2-2230 SSD, which is the same size as the one that is in the Steam Deck. They even list the Steam Deck... As one of its uses essentially saying this is compatible now valve has given us lots of reasons why you shouldn't upgrade the ssd in your steam deck number one they said a fast enough sd card should be fine for playing games as somebody who's had a steam deck since february i can confirm this i have a one terabyte sd card in my steam deck link in the description down below And I really don't notice any speed issues at all when playing games that are installed on there versus having games installed on the internal memory. Number two, power consumption. Different SSDs consume different amounts of power. Valve has designed this hardware with that SSD in mind and swapping it out. While might not cause any problems at all, it may cause problems. Number 3, electromagnetic interference. A different SSD may have a different emissions pattern which might make your Steam Deck's Wi-Fi or Bluetooth weaker. And as somebody who has used the Nintendo Switch for 6 years, which has a it most people would agree that it has kind of crappy Wi-Fi, uh you don't want that. Trust me. Number four, mechanical interference. They said that the stuff under the SSD may actually interact with the SSD during vibration. It's got vibrating motors in it. That could give you a negative effect on your Steam Deck. And then the last thing that they said is removing some screws can also impact the performance of the thermal module. I know you're screwing the screws back in, but it might screw something up. Now, if none of that scares you off, then I've dropped an affiliate link in the description down below, as well as a video showing you how to swap the drive out. This is the video from Valve. If you end up ordering one, let me know how that goes for you. It is $149.99. I'm not a hardware guy. I don't know if that's a good deal or not, but other people have told me that that is a good deal. All right, let's move on to upcoming games. I do not play Escape from Tarkov but I'm 100% sure that there is a reason that it's popular. So when I saw this story over on Rock, Paper, Shotgun, it absolutely grabbed my attention. The game is called Darker and Darker, and it's currently in alpha. The game combines PvP, VE, so player versus player versus environment, uh, gameplay of Tarkov with a first-person dungeon crawler. So you go into dungeons filled with NPC monsters like spiders and skeletons and stuff. You fight that stuff in order to get loot. Other players are doing that same thing in that same dungeon. Each dungeon has a limited number of escape portals that you can take your loot with you out of that dungeon and then sell it to a vendor or whatever in order to become more powerful. But of course, the other players are looking for those same things and they will start killing each other. The game has six classes, including a fighter, a barbarian, a rogue, a ranger, a wizard, and clerics. Overall, it seems like a really good game to play with friends, but do not bother playing it alone. Every time that I played, I got ganked by a group of people who were working together. The combat also seems really slow and kind of clunky. I'd like it to play a little bit faster, and I was really disappointed that it didn't have any controller support. Of course, I was able to use Steam input in order to do everything that I wanted to do, but it didn't have the things on the screen that I was looking for, Uh, so there's that. Anyway, the game's called Darker and Darker. I think it's cool, and you can check it out right now. There'll be a link in the description uh, if you are interested, and uh, if you do check it out, let me know what you think of it. All right, let's wrap things up with deals on deck. The Steam Winter Sale is here. Currently, I've added a few games to my wishlist, and I'm still trying to decide if I want to get them, uh, but Puyo Puyo Tetris is currently 75% off, and Valkyria Chronicles 4 is 80% off. Now, last week, when I mentioned the Steam Winter Sale, I specifically called out Crystal Project that is 25% off, but at the same time, I have lots of games to play, and I... F- I'm finding it hard to pull the trigger here. I will say this as a warning uh, just to everybody out there who's looking at the Steam winter sale. SteamDB is your friend. It will tell you how often games go on sale. So if you see something that seems like a really good deal and you're trying to decide, do I want to get this right now? Check SteamDB. For instance, Valkyria Chronicles 4 always seems to go on sale at this same exact sale price. I love the game on my Switch, but I don't know that I need to pick it up again. And knowing that it's often this sale price, I think I could just hold off for the Steam Spring Sale or the next time that there's some kind of sale because Steam always has sales. That's one of the ridiculous advantages to having a Steam Deck. Anyway, you have until the 5th of January to make decisions. So if you get a bunch of Steam cards in your stocking, if you've been uh, you know good, then uh, let me know what you ended up picking up on sale. Well, that's it for this episode of On Deck. Thanks so much for checking it out. Let me know in the comment section down below what you think, and if you're on YouTube to check out this video right here. Thanks for watching, and a special thanks to my patrons and channel members. From the Nerd Nest, I'm Bill. Stay rad, everybody.